بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ومن الناس من يعبد الله على حرف فإن أصابه خير اطمأن به وإن أصابته فتنة انقلب على وجهه خسر الدنيا والآخرة ذلك هو الخسران المبين And of mankind is one who worships Allah on edge, so that if something good befalls him, he is reassured by it. But if a trial befalls him, he turns about face, losing this world and the hereafter. That is the evident loss. Some people worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on a harf, commonly translated to mean on the edge, making sense in the broader context of the verse and the general usage of the Arabic language. But a deeper linguistic analysis reveals some interesting observations behind this choice of word. Number one, a more literal translation of the word harf would be letter. In both Arabic and English, there is a concept of obeying someone to the letter, or harfan biharf in Arabic, a positive attribute indicating absolute obedience even in the smallest of details. Yet, there is a subtle difference here. The word ala is placed before it, changing the meaning to being on the edge about something. This word ala is known as a harf in Arabic grammar, the same word used to mean letter or edge in the verse. A single letter, harf, is placed within the sentence changes its meaning entirely. Number two. The word harrafa is derived from the same three-letter word harf, meaning to deviate or to distort something. The difference between the two words is one additional letter, i.e. harf, placed within it, the letter ra. This single, small, subtle change to the words of God is enough to deviate harrafa, a person from the truth. Number three. More interestingly, this additional letter, i.e. harf, is not written in the word harrafa, but rather it is hidden within it, appearing as a shadda on top of the letter ra. In the original Quranic text written by the companions, and in almost all Arabic texts till this day, the shadda is not typically written on any word as vowels are usually omitted for the readers. As such, the two words harf and harrafa are indistinguishable from one another unless the person is able to decipher its meaning from the context. Just like this, our deeds or faith can look perfectly sound on the outside, but the one holding them knows the true nature of their intention. A corrupt intention is invisible to everyone but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the person themselves, yet is enough to deviate them entirely from the path to God. How we approach the words of God and the world around us will determine what it is we take from it, and that intention is hidden within us. Number four, the ability to decipher the correct meaning of the word relies on both knowledge of Arabic grammar and the context of its use. When we approach the words of God 
and seek to understand its application, we must be both scholars of the text and context. How many imams give rulings on things they do not understand? Or activists comment on rulings they simply do not comprehend? Both are necessary to avoid deviation, just like both are needed to understand the meaning of the word. Number five. In this verse, anyone with even a basic grasp of the language would instantly recognize whether the word is harf or harrafa. One is a verb and the other is a noun. The verb would make no sense in this context. Often, perversions are glaringly obvious, even if they seem subtle or sophisticated. People know what is right or wrong, without needing to be told. Those unwilling to see the truth would pervert the obvious just to twist the facts to suit their agenda. Number six. Finally, the word harf in this form appears only once in the entire Qur'an. A single, subtle, hidden diversion is enough to turn a person away from their Lord, even if in just one verse within the Qur'an.